0: This is the Average to Savage Podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is Christina Granville, a.k.a. Miss Basketball. Christina, how's it going?
1: Hey, we are
0: <laughs> Thanks for finally coming on. I think uh, you took the longest that said yes oh. and got to come on the show. I had to, I had to say that.
1: Listen, it's hard out here in these streets, man. Don't don't do me that way. But guess what? We're here now. I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's turn up. I'm happy. I'm here.
0: <laughs> all right. So, how did you get started playing basketball?
1: Oh wow, I started playing basketball at the age of nine. All because of my brother. I mean, my big brother is. He's always been like an inspiration to me. He's the one that taught me how to play basketball and. Me being the baby girl of 10, he kind of was like, you know, my best friend, my, oh, I'm going to be just like him. So Mm. my brother uh, is actually the one that really got me into playing basketball. And I want to be just like him. He can dunk. He can, you know, he can do crazy moves. He can get to the basket fast. He can shoot. He can do everything that all the other guys could do. And me wanting to hang out with them. I'm like, man, I need to learn. My brother basically got me started playing basketball when I was around 9, 10 years old.
0: Gotcha. Well, I got to ask you then. You got 10 siblings?
1: Yeah, I'm the baby so, girl of 10.
0: So what was that like, having 10 siblings?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: so. <laughs> I mean, I only got um, one, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: You are so silly. The crazy thing is, so a quick backstory really quick. My dad is 90. Okay. And my mom will be 74 this year. And being the baby girl of 10 siblings, for the most part, I'm going to say nine. Well, matter of fact, eight, eight of my other siblings were already out of the house. By the time I was, you know, growing up or whatever the case may be. So I basically only really grew up with maybe three to four other siblings. And by the time I was a nine or ten, I was probably only growing up with maybe two. Gotcha. So it wasn't like I had, you know, a lot of brothers and sisters in the house at that same time, which I know it would have been amazing. <laughs> but it, it really wasn't that bad because now when you fast forward, we're all in our adult lives. I mean I'm in my mid-30s now. so. Yeah. It's kind of like all of us come back home, and we get home as much as possible, and it's amazing. Like, I adore my family. Like, I just—I adore my family. It's, it's just so freaking awesome to be able to have so many dope best friends and brothers and sisters who all share the same blood as you and just, you know, get along and have a good time. So, for the most part, it was dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: What about, like, the older ones? Were they, like, almost like second parents, too?
1: Of course! <laughs> I had have- the joke used to be is that I lived with my grandparents or they thought my mom and dad was my great, great grandparents or my grandparents. And I would tell people, you know, like, no, that's my mom and dad. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, yes way. I'm like, what did y'all like? I was like, oh, I thought your sister was your mom this whole time. And see, my mom used to work at the high school I used to go to. One of my sisters used to work at the high school and then another sister worked, you know, around in the city. So it's kind of like, all right, your sister has to be your mom because there's no way your mom is your real mom. She has to be your great grandma. I'm like, you guys are crazy. (laughs) And then she acted as if she was my mom anyways. Like, she signed my permission slips. She would come to my classrooms. If I didn't, Something wrong. She would come in there and try to check me. It was just, I'm like, girl, you are my sister, but whatever. I can't fight you because you're bigger than me. (laughs) Uh,
0: Gotcha. And how would you get the name Miss Basketball? Wow. Wow.
1: Um, I know, I know. So many years ago, um, I actually got the name Miss Basketball when I was trying to think of a MySpace name. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with MySpace because it was just so long ago, over ten years ago. I was trying to think of a name for MySpace, and I couldn't think of nothing. I want to use like Christina Baller or something crazy. But then I always thought, you know, since I was younger, I always said to myself I'm always I'm gonna marry an athlete. He's gonna play basketball. He's gonna be super rich. You know, we all have these crazy ideas when we're younger. And I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna just go ahead and call myself Miss Basketball. That was my screen name for my space, Miss Basketball. <laughs> and then <that's, laughs> from from that I that was in two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand five, two thousand six. And from that people just started calling me Miss Basketball. It was like, okay, that's the girl that who, oh yeah, that's the girl with the abs, you know, that's the, uh, the basketball chick. So then once my MySpace, at the time, I had like 15,000 followers on MySpace back then, before Instagram, before all that stuff, just from doing funny videos and dancing and doing different little YouTube stuff. So I had a lot of people following me and they would just call me my screen name, which was Miss Basketball. And it just kind of birthed into this whole brand. So MySpace, shout out to MySpace. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember those days. So Wait, so not a lot of people ask you that now? Not
1: really. Not really. They just go with it. It's like, for the most part, it's my first name. Like, I would introduce myself. Like, I don't introduce myself as, hey, I miss basketball. I introduce myself as, hey, I'm Christina. Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. But it never spells, oh, you miss basketball. I'm like, I just told you my name is Christina. Yeah. So you know they never really ask that question. It's always like, "Oh, you miss basketball," so, so that's, that's basically what it is.
0: So I gotta ask: since you were from the MySpace era, did the followers from there like translate to the new uh, social media pages?
1: I'm not sure. I think I may have some.
0: Like, you got I any? Have... You got any like followers from back then that are still following you like now?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I still do. I still do. I interact on Instagram, and especially back in MySpace days. I'm big on interacting on social media. I believe social media is for interacting, and it bridges the gap between distance and people being across the world. I mean, it's important for you to kind of interact with your followers. That's how you kind of create this whole family to where people want to, you know, follow you. People want to see what you're doing. People want to support what you have going on. So use and I love social media for that fact of being able to interact with other people. So I'm always interacting with people. And since MySpace, Mm -hmm. I mean, oh God, I have so many... Off top of my head, I probably know a good twenty people—not personally, but it's one of those things they've been following me for so long, or I've decided to follow them back now. And it's been since those MySpace days and Black Planet and all that good stuff, and having to download songs on Napster and stuff. So it's been a while, and it's been super dope just by me interacting with those people, and they're still on my Instagram right now.
0: So that's crazy. Like you were like an influencer before influencers.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really crazy because I think people, I mean, even back then, people were kind of somewhat fascinated, you know, before we had this whole, oh, wow, beautiful women can actually play basketball and do more than just play basketball and they can host and they can do all these million things and be so multi fascinating and talented that back then, way, way, way back then in 2006, which doesn't really seem so long ago, <laughs> But in the whole social media world, that's kind of when it was just birthing and kind of just starting. People were back then were like, oh, wow, here's a girl that looks like a girl that can actually play. And then on top of that, she has a six pack. What the world? You know, people were fascinated, you know, and kind of interested, like, wait, time out. You know, and it's before now the era where all, mostly all the girls who are athletic, you know, got the abs going on and they're really girly and really cute. Back then, it was more like the girls that are, as they think in their brains, the only girls that really play basketball that are really good really don't look like girls. They're not as beautiful as they think in their brains. So it's super dope to see how it has transitioned and it's crazy to see like now you have so many beautiful women that hoop. It's like, yes, bitch, yes. <laughs> and especially with, you know, having banging bodies and stuff. It's like, yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> Live in your, in your feminine ways, girl. Do that thing, girl. Get your hair and your nails done. Be cute. Yes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so you had a couple of viral videos, and I know you do, like, uh, like skits on YouTube too, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing to how I got so many, like, followers and that whole viral thing, I, which I think is super—it's super cool because I never really— you know how people plan to go viral or people do certain things and say, oh, this is going to be viral, or I got to do this to get attention. I really honestly just do me. Like, you know, I never really— be on some like oh I just, oh I know this gonna hit no it's just more of like I, I just do what I always do or been doing and you know if you like it you like it if you don't you don't so what <laughs> jump off a cliff but doing YouTube skits I think that's what really kind of pushed me out there into the social media world because people were going crazy over YouTube videos that you that were getting easily back then Uh, in two thousand six, two thousand seven, they were getting like three to four million views. So people were just, you know, kind of flocking to, you know, my page and, you know, just really being super dope and just finding me just from YouTube. So
0: Yeah. Wait was crazy. Was the first video that you went viral? Was that the one where you were around the heels and you made the shot? Was that um, one which of, was last year? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, probably.
1: Wait, you mean the hills that made the shot? Which didn't, uh, didn't you okay, get, so,
0: I thought it was on ESPN or something.
1: Okay, so I've gone viral maybe four or five times. The biggest one would be last year for Go Hoop Day with Chris Paul with me being in the driveway with heels on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is probably the biggest video that's ever went viral. On my page alone, it has almost 6 million views. It made ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Good Lord, Sports Center, MSNBC, NBC. <laughs> I mean, all kind of crazy stuff. It's just Toyota. It's just. It's just- been stupid crazy. But I went viral before then, too, from dancing, doing a YouTube skit, and I think another one was me shooting in Hills again. I was shooting at the Luda Day game, and that went viral as well. So, I mean, it's cool, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one I was talking about, the one that you said was last year. Um Yeah, the James yeah.
1: Hardest Step back in Hills. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was, that's what it was. And going back, I know we kind of went off my uh, questions, but I was going to ask you to take me through like your college basketball career. Wow!
1: So. <laughs> Oh, yeah we, we're way back now
0: Dude, we were just talking about myspace so oh. Might as well.
1: oh yeah <laughs> so i graduated with a couple schools you know i'm, I'm from a small town in florida called Clewiston, florida and i went to glade central high school which is the next school in the next city over which happens to be the best school in all of the country just want to throw that out there glade central raiders shout out to bear glade Hokey, Sabe. <laughs> <laughs> um but the school is so small, you know, a lot of people don't really come down there and recruit talent or whatever the case may be. So I had a couple schools looking for me coming out of high school because, you know, I made all area, all district, all county, and made a couple all-star teams or whatever here and there. And I got recruited. Well, basically, I ended up choosing a school called Independence College in Kansas. And I got uh, recruited to play basketball and run indoor and outdoor track. Got there. Unfortunately, I did not play basketball. Uh, the coach told me that I was basically not good enough to play college basketball. And It's crazy because I'm like, dude, you recruited me all the way from <laughs> Florida. from South Florida, and I have drove my 1996 Honda Civic all the way up to Independence, Kansas, a 24-hour ride, and I, you tell me I'm not good enough to play college basketball. Okay. So after being recruited there for college, I didn't play basketball there. However, I did do indoor and outdoor track, which I did very well in. But that's not where my heart was. Like I was tenth in the nation at high jump, eleventh in the nation in long jump. I was on a four x fourteen and did the eight hundred, and I did pretty well. But it just was not. It's not basketball, you know how it is. Like you want yeah. to, you want to hoop, <laughs> especially when you think that you've been this really good player. But I've always been tall. I was considered tall in sixth grade, seventh, eighth grade. I've been five ten since I was in the eighth grade. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you tall. You you know, all you got to do is stand there and turn to the back. <laughs> but it was a rude awakening for me because once I got to college, you know, he told me I wasn't. Even though he recruited me, that's a crazy thing. I'm like, dude, how are you going to tell me I'm not good enough? Yeah. But it's okay. Um, I end up leaving that school and basically took about a good four to almost five years off because I'm like, if I can't play basketball, why am going to school? What's the point? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was my whole mind frame. But in between that time of me being off from four to five years, I was still playing pickup ball, you know, still playing on a couple little leagues in in the city. I was living in Orlando at the time. And I was playing in this all-star game doing NBA weekend. Like, they have a rookie weekend in Orlando. And one of the coaches, one of the agents happened to be at the old school versus new school all-star game that I was playing in. And he is the one, his name is Coach White. I need to figure out where he is. I have not heard from this guy in years. But he's the one that actually got me back into school. I ended up getting a full scholarship to play at Jefferson College in Missouri after not playing for almost four to five years. So I went back to school at the age of 25 to play college basketball on a full scholarship. And this lady had never seen me play a day in her life. She just went off his word and flew me up there and was like, hey, you have a tryout. Your tryout starts now. If you're as good as he said you are, we'll give you a full ride apartment. You'll be the captain of the team, all that good stuff. The actual tryout went great. One of the best tryouts I've ever had in my life. And from that day, I mean, my my whole life completely changed. I did a year there and I ended up transferring to St. Leo University in South Florida. And I finished out my career there, where I was the captain of the team. I did okay. I didn't do as great as I did when I was in Missouri. I did okay, but I got hurt. I had a very, very, very bad ankle sprain, and that kind of just went down from there. Me and my coach was not on the same page. She was on some other stuff. (laughs) and it was somewhat of a, not even a rap because I wanted to go, I wanted to play overseas. I wanted to, you know, try to keep pursuing my basketball dreams, because one of my dreams, you know, were to play in the WNBA or to play overseas, and she just was not, she didn't help me at all. Like, she became, like, the Wicked Witch. Like, I went from being on all the media at our school, you know, all my friends that I had in the NFL or, or in the, the NBA, they would come out to my games, you know, I was like, because at the time, I was, like, somewhat of a socialite in Orlando. So I would have I had those kind of friends and different connects. And plus, at the time, you know, around 2010, 2011, 2012, I was Miss Basketball, quote-unquote. Like, I would do—I was doing club appearances. I was, you know, I was mm-hmm. that socialite. So people were coming out to my games. And she just was not—she was not trying to help the kid at all. Like, she didn't go to bat for me at all. Once I got hurt, it was a wrap. Like, she was not with it, but it just kind of went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But I ended up with a decent season afterwards. I didn't go overseas like I wanted to, and I kind of just was like, well, that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a full scholarship. I got a chance to get my degree, which is so important. I got a chance to get my degree. I got a chance to do something that I said I wanted to do, and i spoke spoken into the atmosphere. And at the age of 25, I got a chance to go back. On a full scholarship and play college basketball. And then after that I moved to Atlanta and I got a chance to play in the WBA, which is semi pro league, and I played in that for about a good two to three years. So it didn't go necessarily how I planned it, but I mean it went great. My college career was okay for the most part. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean that I mean that's pretty wild. And uh do you know about the Netflix show Last Chance You? No, I
1: haven't heard of that.
0: Because Independence, Kansas was featured on it last year. And they are this year again, yeah, the football team. Really? Yeah, so that's why it's crazy, because football- I'm sure you were probably like, ah, oh, he definitely never heard of this. But everybody knows that yes. school now.
1: And you know what's so crazy is... People like if you come from like a small town or you know, you from the country like me, I'm from South Florida, where you know, you know, you don't have a lot of big schools going to the well. Now, you do back then, we didn't let's just be honest, we didn't have yeah. you know, big recruits coming out of those small towns because there weren't no big schools really coming to us in the hood like mm-hmm. that. Those places in Kansas, there's so many they had Butler, they got Clovey, they had Coffeeville, Independence, all of those little small schools, yeah. they were junior colleges helping great, there's so so much talent in these small community schools that maybe kids, you know, maybe they didn't have the grades or maybe didn't have, like, these big schools recruiting them. That they could go to these small community schools and make a name for themselves, and then transfer to a bigger D one or D two school and mm-hmm. kill it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah.
1: shout out to those small schools like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know in basketball, but I know a lot of NFL players like go to the junior colleges and then become. Oh yeah. NFL. Yep.
1: Players. That's what. That's what independence. They had a football team, and that's what a lot of guys, you know.
0: Yeah. You watch. You gotta. You gotta check out the show. Food. You got to check out the show.
1: Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going <laughs> to check it out and see, see what they're talking about, even though I hated that school for the longest, but I'm going to see what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what do you uh, actually do now? I know you're like a host and stuff like that.
1: So now I'm a, a product and marketing specialist for Kia Motors of America. I travel all around the country doing different auto shows, NBA appearances, and basically just promoting the brand for the most part. I also host. I do the Essence Festival. I've done Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, what was this year's Super Bowl like?
1: Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was Now, don't get me wrong. The actual Super Bowl, the game itself sucked. Yeah. But as far as the activations and, you know, the things they had going on, you know, the Fan Fest, I mean, it was amazing. There was over 50 or so thousand people that came through a day. Like, it was just mind-blowing. And to be able to host there – and to meet so many people and to do something that I love, which is really hosting. I love hosting like I love basketball. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that on a platform such as the Super Bowl, like I was forever grateful because it was dope. And I made great money. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so dope. So many celebrities, so many athletes, so many people. And such as good vibes, great energy. I mean, it was really dope. It was really dope. And now I'm just talking about the festivities, not even the game. The game, I, w- I went to the actual Super Bowl, and I watched the game, and halftime was, you know, a little okay. The game sucked, but <laughs> the people, it was great. It was great.
0: That's what I always hear, actually. Uh, like, every year, obviously, the Super Bowl, like, the week is better than the actual game.
1: Huh? Yeah, it, it, it technically was. <laughs> I mean, all the parties. You know, um, I worked the VIP uh, pregame party, and it was dope. I mean— Oh, yeah. Everything <laughs> leading up to the Super Bowl was great.
0: <laughs> gotcha. And I know you have your own podcast, Talk to Miss Basketball Tuesday. So, what's that all about?
1: Yeah. So. It's crazy. So back in 2000, I want to say 2013, I started with social media. I started doing this thing called talkingness This Basketball Tuesdays on Instagram because so many people used to write me and email me about different things they were going through or they had questions about basketball or they had, you know, they needed advice or whatever the case may be. So I started doing this whole talkingness This Basketball Tuesdays to where people could either text, FaceTime, call, or use train they could do any of that. And it became so freaking cool. Like, I was having, like, people all on uh, my YouTube that would watch every week. People would FaceTime me every week. And I would do, like, this whole, like, maybe, like, this 20 by 20 collage. And people would—I mean, it was dope. It was dope. So from that, I always said, dang, it would be dope to have my own show one day. Not really thinking that fast forward to 2019 that I would have Southside Dash Radio to reach out to me and say, hey, would you like to have your own show? It's like, you know, you, you know, basketball, you have a lot of people that reach out to you, ask you questions, you know, then this would be a great opportunity for you to do what you've been doing, but on a bigger platform. So it's super dope to be able to have a show. It's called Talk to Miss Basketball Tuesdays. It's from 4 to 5.30 on Southside Dash Radio. If you download the Dash app, you'll see it. It's every Tuesday. And it's super dope. Like, I get a chance to talk about sports. We talk about all things sports and entertainment. So it's really, really dope. Um, I'm going to start having guests to come on and interview. I already got a couple of dope names lined up. Um, so it's super exciting I'm, I'm excited I'm super excited
0: Yeah definitely It seems like you, you've you been Ahead of the curve With like all the social media stuff Um Somewhat Or some, or just some, on, on point with it Some I, I,
1: I think I've just been Authentically me Like I, I, I don't I don't try to I'm not trying to keep up with, like, yeah. the next best thing or, you know, or try to be ahead of the curve. It's more just, like, just be genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just be you. I mean, there's a lot of things to gain from social media. And, you know, it's a lot of negativity and whatever the case may be and the people want the attention. But my whole thing is just be you. Like, just keep being you. Whatever you're good at, whatever you like to do, do it. Like, even when I go live. Like, sometimes I have people that come on my live. Years ago, I used to have hundreds of people on my live. Now, with the algorithms and all this other stuff going on, it's probably maybe like 20, 30, 40, 50. But it's the same, you know, or I may have 10. Who knows? It depends on how, if, if, if Instagram want to tell people I'm on live or not. <laughs> yeah. But I don't care if it's 10 people. I don't care if it's 100 people. My energy is always the same. You know, like, it's always one of those things to where it's like, I don't have anything to prove to nobody. I ain't trying to sell you nothing. I don't do, like, heavy promoting on my Instagram. I don't do that heavy, oh, shout out for shout out or let's try to, or, hey, can you follow me? Hey, follow my page. I don't do any of that. Mm. Like, I don't have people... Doing that crazy stuff I, I don't even Promote that crazy stuff I believe just Just be you Be be you And the right people Will come You know You'll attract The right kind of energy And you'll Somewhat seem like You're ahead of the curve
0: <laughs> Yeah You're definitely always Entertaining and wild On your lives
1: Oh come <laughs> on I'm not that bad <laughs> I'll
0: be cool Yeah even the, uh, Yeah I like when you Post about the algorithm th- Thing because it pisses me off Too like When they change everything And the less people See it and all that stuff It's annoying Yeah
1: fortunate because it's like they want you to pay
0: yeah
1: you know it's like they want well, you to pay to yeah, sponsor me. your post or for people to see your stuff when it, it really should be all about like no lie all of my followers have been authentic like i haven't paid anybody to give yeah. me followers i haven't paid anybody to shout me out why not reward the same people that are following me now they follow me for a reason to see my stuff yeah. give them the opportunity to to see my stuff. There's no reason why I should have 87,000 followers and I only get maybe 1,500 likes. Or if I post something that, you know, that may not be a picture of me wearing some basketball shorts with my abs showing or me, you know, be being silly or dancing. And I post something that's more serious about checking on your mental health. Or, you know, when was the last time you did something for yourself? Or when was the last time, you know, you helped somebody else? Why that post don't get seen as much as the other ones and get 15 to 200 or maybe 3,000 likes? Like, what in the world is going on? Why do I have to pay Instagram, which is a free app, to show people? It's ridiculous. Like, I hate it. I hate it with a passion. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: going to have to pull up on them and just go there.
1: Yeah, (laughs) But the crazy thing is, it, I think it's, it's important for people to realize what's going on with Instagram and how they're trying to make, they're basically trying to monetize it. But I think it's actually a good thing in a way, in a way, a small little, you know, hindsight, it's like, you have to remember Instagram, is not the end all be all. You can't get so caught up in your followers. You can't get so caught up in how many followers you got. You can't get so caught up in the fact that maybe people won't see this post or the next post or whatever the case may be. You have to really legit be on something like, you know what? It's an app. My life still goes on when I close this app. My life still goes on when I'm on it. But like You can't get so caught up into it. So that's why I, I really don't trip too much about, you know, too much off of it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'd be like, bro, y'all wilding, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely it was maybe like a month ago or two and uh like instagram got shut well it was facebook and instagram that weren't working for like i don't know maybe like half the day or more And people are like going crazy oh about, yeah like uh, instagram i was
1: over here i was over here eating my chips like all right that's, <laughs> uh, but my, Look, uh, I, get, I was legit on something like i can get more work done because instagram does take up a lot of my time i actually yeah. got more work done i was like all right cool shoot y'all yeah. yeah, that if you want to find me you know where i'm at takes me <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I was just saying to people, that's why they should be on Twitter, too, because I know some people downgrade Twitter, but I think it's, like, really good for news and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah, to receive—I think Twitter is the best way so far— to get the information out there. And yeah. it's one of the crazy things is that, Lord knows, I can't stand the guy. I'm just going to be honest.
0: Can't stand with, what guy?
1: With 45. 45. I can't stand the guy. However, he has figured out a way to be able to reach the masses. I'm talking about 45. Who's in 45? You social media. You don't know who 45 is? No. Think about it. Come on, millennial. For- you can do it. I believe in you.
0: 45?
1: 45. I don't know. You can do it. I believe you. Come on. Think about it. Who's the 45th president of the United oh, States
0: of America? Oh, oh, oh. oh you're talking— There oh, we go. Gotcha. There
1: we go. <laughs> so, I, I don't even like to call this man that. But, yeah, he's, he's figured out a way to jump the ball on how to get news out there so fast. Think about it. He spends so much time on Twitter.
0: Does he, though? But Maybe how- someone else tweeting for him. Man,
1: come on now.
0: I mean, you could see it. Even- they said it's signed by like a person like that. Usually, it's like their initials are at the end. I'm trying,
1: I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna roll my eyes <laughs> he, He's on Twitter But he's figured out a way To use social media Especially Twitter At his advantage to get, you know, whatever information out there as quick as possible, which is why the media goes crazy every time he tweets something. So, a lot of people sleep on Twitter, but Twitter is still very much
0: out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, even, like, I remember I was coming home from, like, the mall, and there was, like, a fire, right? And you're in your car, so, like, you can't put on TV. So, like, I literally looked up on Twitter, and then it tells you what the hell just happened. Like, it's pretty (laughs) crazy. So, anyways... Off that subject, what's your, like, goal or, like, dream job to do or career?
1: Dream job. Mm, great question. My dream job would be to get paid to be me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, so think about it. I'm already somewhat in that position. I just need more money. They need to pay me more money. Like. I don't want to just make like four thousand dollars when I work an event. I want to make like fifty thousand dollars doing an event. Not just four thousand. I want to make fifty, you know, hundred thousand. You know, I want to be up there, but. My dream job is really honestly is to be able to share my energy with other people at different events and be able to make sure they're having a great time and to host major events. When I think about, you know, my future, I think about being the next Ryan Seacrest or Mario Lopez or, you know, people like that that can host events or another person that I really like on more on the urban side is like a Kenny Burns. Like I I like to go to these different events and be in charge of controlling the energy and making sure people are having a good time all while sharing information and, you know, making the brand look good and bringing the whole brand to life. Like, that's what I really think my, like, that's what I see my dream job being. Like, just getting paid to be me. And I kind of already do that with hosting and the different mm-hmm. events and stuff that I do now. But I want to do it more on a bigger scale.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I can see you, like, on a radio station, like, full-time, like, interviewing people. And so
1: what stuff? you trying to say? I got to face radio? What you trying yeah. to say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you know what? I will come through, I will come
0: through that stuff. No, I just think it would be dope because then, you, like, I think, yeah, you would, like, call out people, like, on their bluffs and stuff like that, and it'd be funny and entertaining. I
1: mean, I do that in regular life anyways.
0: Yeah, but then you get paid for it.
1: Yeah, but I want—I'd be more of, like—he's so silly, but I'm saying, like, on TV. Like, I yeah. think my next avenue that I'm going to travel down is going to be, you know, in the sports realm on mm-hmm. TV. Like, maybe— You know, like a Stephen A. Smith or something like that. Not obnoxious as he is, (laughs) but somewhere along the lines of that, to be able to bridge the gap between former basketball players or maybe, you know, basketball players like my story. I didn't make it to the WNBA. I didn't get a chance to go overseas and play basketball. Technically, I did. I take that back because I did get a chance to play in Greece last year. I played in a tournament last year in Greece, but... I want to be able to bridge the gap, you know, in between and let people know, or maybe even a young girl or a young guy that know that you don't have to go to a big school to be great. You don't have to make it to the WNBA to be great or to make an impact on the basketball world. Like, I have friends now, through me playing basketball, and Lord knows I haven't played in the WNBA, but I have friends that play in the WNBA who have watched me play, who have came to my games, who have seen what I've done, and they really, like, Support me and if we look out, I'm like, dang, that's what's up. I would have never imagined, you know, people in a position where I would love to be, like in the WNBA, will look back at me and be like, yo, like, you're dope. Like, you know, you can play ball. Like, that's really dope. So I just want to be able to be one of those voices. For one of those people like me who didn't get a chance to make it to the WNBA, who maybe, you know, didn't go overseas to play professional basketball, that say, hey, your journey, your your purpose, your life, it doesn't end there. You know what I'm saying? You can still do so much more without just having to go to the WNBA or overseas. Like, you have a greater purpose than just letting that be the end-all be-all because there's so much more than just the WNBA and other places, so—
0: yeah, definitely. And, and that leads up to my next question. And I was going to ask, what do you think we could do to make women's sports more popular?
1: Ooh. <laughs> um, they need the platform. We need more visibility. People really need to support women's basketball as much as they can. And I know it's hard right now because a lot of people feel that maybe their game is slower than the guy's. And I'm going to tell you, be honest, like, the girls are very fundamentally sound right now, especially the ones that are coming up. And they're very athletic. They're moving at a faster pace. They know how to play the game of basketball. And I think a lot of people are just not giving them a chance right now because it's been such a kind of a bad taste in the world of women's basketball. But I think there's a whole generation that's coming up. I mean, you've got girls. you got Fran that's dunking, doing reverse dunks and stuff. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like there's so much more that is coming, and I want people to jump on the train now Don't try to jump on it like five years from now. Jump on it now and support these girls that are out here that are playing basketball who are actually showing that, hey, I am worth and I deserve these $10 million contracts, these $20 million contracts. There's no reason why somebody in the WNBA should be making the same pay as somebody that's working at the school system. Like, that's a teacher. That's ridiculous. These girls are having to play a full season of WNBA basketball and then head across seas to make more money just to live a lifestyle to say that they're playing in the WNBA—that that is ridiculous these girls should be making millions of dollars and they shouldn't have to leave their home country to make more money to be great like it's ridiculous i just think more people need to support them go out to their games freaking show for the media as well show these girls doing more than just playing basketball show them in the community, show them you know, maybe they're going back to school or maybe they're opening businesses, maybe they're changing the world, maybe they're doing stuff in their community, show them in that light don't just show them with all these doggone tattoos, pants sagging, braids to the bed you know, don't show that image so much like, by golly if you want to be like that, go ahead, do your thing show them whatever, whatever, show blah 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 but show these women out here doing more than just playing basketball. Show them being great. Like, just do that. That's what I, that's what I think. And I hope that the WNBA starts doing, you know, and put more emphasis on, like, hey, we need to pay these girls more money. We need to get these people in these stadiums to support these women players who are actually out here that are really freaking good. I think people be sleeping on women's basketball. Like, these girls are really good. Like, <laughs> y'all tripping.
0: Yeah. I mean, actually, a lot of the media companies are coming up right now. Like, Overtime just made a women's basketball page. A, and, women's, uh, a
1: women's page, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, they bought someone else's page. And then Slam Magazine just made a women's page, like, literally, like, two days ago. Actually, I was at the preseason WNBA game, and they were there yesterday, two days ago. So. Yeah, there's
1: i mean, you have girls now that are in high school that are dunking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're— Slowly, like, the, the game is evolving. In the next couple of years, you're going to have girls jumping out the gym, like, legit, like, almost on every team that can be able to dunk and be able to, you know, to play mm-hmm. above the, the rim. A lot of people were saying before – Oh, well, it's boring. Girls can't dunk. I'll watch it when girls dunk. Okay, well, now they're dunking. What's up? <laughs> Put your money yeah. where your mouth is and support these girls who are out here doing amazing things. Like, you should be rewarded to making it to the next level. It shouldn't feel like you're struggling or you're barely making it by. Or you have to get these brand sponsorships to make you get at least a hundred to $300,000. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, no-
1: pay these girls these millions of dollars. Y'all got bench players that's in the NBA <laughs> That ain't even like bro, I can't just go on like these dudes ain't even good. It's just basically politics because mm. half of them, they ain't that great. <laughs> Take some of that money away from them because y'all, y'all ain't nothing but practice players anyways. Y'all, all y'all back y'all practice players and y'all doggone, y'all part of the, y'all part of the, the entourage. Take some of their money and give it to these women who are actually sacrificing their bodies and freaking doing like all of the training all of the work to be great give them that money yeah all these star players should be making at least 5 to 10 million dollars like ease. like come on now
0: yeah i think like a nba player or maybe a former nba player should invest into the wma
1: that would be dope i mean what they're going to they need a whole new marketing company like for instance what nike is doing now whoever is over at nike kudos to them they are on this whole women empowerment and women visibility And woman greatness, that is amazing because now you're going to have young girls looking at it like, yo, I can do that. I can actually be I can be a famous or a professional soccer player or, oh, my God, I can be like Serena Williams and, and, you know, and do X, Y and Z like Nike is doing an amazing job. I hope That the WNBA would look and see what Nike is doing and kind of take their brand model or whatever it is and kind of change the image of the WNBA and start getting these girls the money and getting people in the seats to invest in these companies and invest in these teams and get talent there. I don't know if you got to do halftime talent, get people's butts in these seats and support these girls. And so they'll have a great salary and get these games on TVs so that people know what's going on so they can watch it and make the games exciting.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. So I got some fun questions. They go from average Ooh. to savage. Are you ready?
1: Oh God, <laughs> I'm nervous.
0: All right. The first one, what's on your playlist?
1: Ooh, what's on my playlist? Jonathan McReynolds, I'm Not Lucky, I'm Love. Do I gotta give you my whole playlist, or can I just give you like a song or
0: something? Yeah, like, I don't know, some songs you're listening to, some songs you're into right now.
1: Ooh, some, okay, I like Lil Baby. I love, I love, um, what's her name? I love her. I love... Who's her? I listen to... So the crazy thing is I listen to a lot of gospel music and a lot of R&B music. And then I randomly have some turn up songs in between when I want to, you know, do a little Jesus twerk here and there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a list of it because I don't really buy rap music like that, if that makes any sense. But yeah.
0: What do you mean? Like actually buy or like buy into it?
1: No, I don't actually buy it.
0: Oh, who buys music? Like
1: then my my money
0: oh yeah nobody buys music
1: yeah sort of kind of yeah (laughs) i like i like that let's see who else i like hmm well oh okay this would be last on my playlist because only when i feel like i want to be ratchet and i'm real cute and i want to stick my tongue out (laughs) i will i'll twerk it backwards with city girls i'll put them on my playlist yeah
0: yeah i knew you were about to say that dang it Um,
1: and throw some little Drake in there, too, and a little Meek Mill, and we'll be all right.
0: All right. I'll take it. What about three jerseys that you don't have that you want? Could be any sports.
1: Oh, three jerseys that I don't have that I want. I want a Atlanta Hawks throwback jersey. Of who? I want we'll the play. Dominique Wilkins one. All right. Um, the throwback one. Um, I want Kobe Bryant. Eight or
0: 24. Jersey.
1: I would, of course, eight.
0: All
1: right. Even though both of them are great, I'm just saying that's my favorite basketball player ever. Um, but give me eight, and last but not least, who else Jersey would I want? Hmm. Huh. I'm going to throw it back to... Huh. Give me a Tina Thompson jersey as well.
0: There we go. Yeah, what?
1: throw it back because she was wearing that lipstick back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> throw it back to Tina Thompson.
0: All right, last one. This is the savage one.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Uh, uh-oh. Would you give up basketball to find your soulmate?
1: Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> That's disrespectful.
0: <laughs> it's a savage question.
1: What did that do to you to deserve this type of question?
0: <laughs> Nothing.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, wow. I'm going to say, I'm going to say I would have to give up basketball to find my, my soulmate.
0: See, I asked someone else. They were in love with Chick-fil-A. And I said, would you would you uh, give up Chick-fil-A or find your soulmate? And they said, I can't give up Chick-fil-A. Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> If I find my soulmate, right, I can create more basketball babies yeah, but you so hope. I can live, I'll live through them. Like, all you know, right. it, Fair enough. it's in me, so it's never going away. Like, it's in my blood, it's in my DNA, so it's, it's never going away. So, I mean, at one point in time in my life, once I, we're all we have to get older, so I won't be able to play basketball for forever. But my brain, what's in my brain? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, I have to let go of basketball to find my soulmate.
0: There you go. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, and let the people know where they can find you on social media.
1: You're so welcome. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that I finally, 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 finally uh, got a chance to come on your podcast. You guys can find me on all social media platforms at Ms. Basketball one You can also head over to my website. It's www.missbasketballone.com, And catch my show, Talking Miss Basketball Tuesdays, on Tuesdays on Southside-Radio from 4 to 5.30 p.m. every Tuesday.